Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Streamcast. I'm Phoenix Wright, and I'm joined by... Jesse. And Sensei Ishikawa. Who's Phoenix Wright? He's the guy in the Ace Attorney games. <laughs> Objection! Okay. okay. <laughs> and we are here, gathered virtually, to discuss the BAFTA Awards. Uh, we're going to be arguing our cases for Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part 2. Which game should it win each category? With Akira debating on behalf of The Last of Us Part 2 and Isaac debating on behalf of Ghost of Tsushima. Make sure you get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram to let us know who you think should win each category. Streamcast underscore. Without any further ado, let's get into it. With our first category game design this is to award the game that best captivates and engages the player recognizing game mechanics controls world and level structure and pacing so isaac would you like to argue your case for why ghost should win game design i'm gonna try um i'm gonna try and like <laughs> get each point that you've mentioned uh, I mean, in terms of engaging the player, I think Ghost does that from the minute you start the game. Um, especially where like you're just you're in the field and you're just on your horse, and you think that's the the title screen, but it's not. You're, you you started playing the game. Um, like it throws you right into the thick of it with the the fight between the the Khan and his men and you and like your samurai as well. Like it starts really strong as well because that guy goes off as an envoy and then the Khan just sets him on fire and just like disregards his honorable duel. And then you kind of see what you're working with throughout the game. And it does make sense because like you've seen in the trailers, you can play as the honorable samurai or the dishonorable ghost. And just seeing how the Khan is going to fight, like just looking at this, you know, all right, like standard procedure isn't going to work. So like already I'm really invested in this game. Um, in terms of game mechanics, I think the, the sword combat is, it's so much fun. Yeah, chef's kiss, exactly, Andy. Like, you you start with one style and you think, oh, this is pretty good. Like, the deflect, the perfect deflect, um, where you interact with other characters. And then more characters come in and then you get more stances and it becomes even deeper. And you have to use like certain moves against certain enemy types. but. As you get better, you don't even need to use certain moves against certain enemy types. You can just kind of exploit the game in certain ways. Like the Spearmen, there's a stance where you don't even need to do anything. You just automatically deflect them. And then you can go into, I think it's the, the not the stone stance, but the first one you get. So that does a lot of thrust damage and you can just use that to finish the job. Um, it's just really deep. And then on top of that, you've got the ghost where you're fighting. So you've got sticky bombs, which are my personal favorite. Just, you know, have a wait and then boom, everyone dies. It's great. Um, you've got the black powder bombs. You've got the kunai, which are absolutely broken because you can literally walk up to a group of people, throw it, everyone dies and you just move on. Obviously, this is more end game when you're kind of stronger, but it's, it's really good for crowd control. You've got the smoke bombs as well. And then like the fact that as you go on through the game, so this is this is a little bit of a spoiler. You can behead a captain and get all his men to flee. I haven't experienced that in any other game. And just because of the setting and how you had to fight the Khan army, like 
that is beautiful. That is something that I love doing every single time. And not only that, you get choice. You can behead them. You can watch them to get more like uh, skill points so you can get stronger a lot faster. Or you can just absolutely blow both of them and just have to fight the, the guy generally because you messed up in stealth. But it doesn't matter. Um, it's still a lot of fun. And I think your last point was world and level structure and pacing. I think this is really well done because it's open world, but it does that thing in open world games where the further out you go, the stronger enemies get. So humble yourself, learn the game mechanics and how to fight, or you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. So stay along like the main story, get a bit stronger, and then you can like venture out. So it kind of like contains itself, which I think is really good. Um, but yeah, I think it's paced well, uh, really good level design. Um, and it was just a blast. Like when this game came out, I didn't put it down until I finished it. It was my life for for three days. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got to say on this. This is, this is great. I loved it. I want it to win. <laughs> I want it to win. Fair enough. I think you made good points there. And I'd like to agree with you. The sticky bomb, best weapon. Yeah. Best projectile. So good. And the, and the Q9 was very good. Crowd control, mm. yeah. If you were outnumbered, you could at least level the playing field. All right, Akira, talk to me. Why should Last of Us Part 2 win game design? Because it's my favorite. <laughs> 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 I thought my opinion carries all the way. Um, yeah, I just think The Last of Us was just an amazing game. And I think just I mean, okay, first of all, I had to carry on from like the original game, which I feel like it completely changed the game in terms of like, you know, in terms of AAA games, like they set the scene, they really started something and to have to follow on from something like that, they'd really have to, do you know, they really had to bring up big bucks and stuff like that. So <laughs> I think in terms of like engaging the player and stuff, um, I liked how, I think because obviously you get to play as two of the main characters, they really tried to play the different strengths of characters of each other and because they kept switching between the two, it was like half the time it was stealth, half the time it was strength. They really tried to bring out the all-around gamer in people that engaged with the games because sometimes you just want to go in there and blast everyone's shit and you can't do that. You have to use stealth. So I think engaging and captivating the player was by creating an amazing story but challenging you to be a better player in terms of ugh, i don't even know what game mechanics are i just love the movie uh, the game <laughs> see it's so good i felt like it was a movie the way that they planned out the story and the pacing of it nothing was too rushed it all came at the right time they just i don't even know this, i don't even know how to say it. i loved it so much because i think they just knocked it out of the park I literally can't define things. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you've made some good points there as well. The Last of Us Part 2 did a very good job of reaching out to different types of players, as you said. Some people like that stealth mechanic. Some people like being crafty with Ellie and knowing that they are the smaller dog in the fight, having to work around their weaknesses, whereas other players preferred Abby, the you know bigger character who could literally punch the runners to death and they needed a different game plan they didn't really need to to study the environment as much they didn't need to worry about how many people were around and i think the last of us part two had something 
else that it had to work against that Ghost didn't. The fact that it had a established prequel or a predecessor, a previous game that people were familiar with and were going to constantly compare this game against. I think it's a blessing and a curse when you have, or there's a prequel to what you've got because with Ghost there was a blank slate so it's kind of like you don't have any expectations obviously it could go either way but because there's no expectations you can't really be disappointed if you know what I mean in the same way that you could have been disappointed with The Last of Us 2 if they had completely spuffed it up the wall after the masterpiece that was The Last of Us I, I yeah I hear what you're saying I definitely feel that people could have been disappointed with Ghost I mean, but I no, feel, in the I sense feel of like, it's more of like a neutral round yes, because there are but, no mm-hmm Yes, but yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like The Last of Us Part 2 had higher expectations, definitely. They had to do a lot more to please their fans and they didn't <laughs> to, you know, stop, to many of them, they didn't please many of their fans. I, I think, yeah, out of the starting blocks, they, they had a, a really steep hill to climb. And I think they did an amazing job personally with everything that they had going against them. They added new, new things into the mechanics and that ranges from enemy types to the level of design you had to climb up ropes and i think the one part where i didn't uh fancy the last of us part two in was the pacing i feel that they were doing they, they were naturally coming to a crescendo and then they put more stuff in the story where it felt kind of out of whack to me I, I, I understand it. it's, it's to give the game uh, more content to play with, I understand that, but I feel like the story was naturally coming to a conclusion and then they extended it. it I, I don't know if I'm going to explain it well, but I feel like in terms of a story, not even the, the bit of the farm, I feel like they had a second fight and I feel like that makes sense to like kind of call it there in terms of the story. In terms of the game, I get why they extended it and in terms of the individual character motivations, I did debate this with a friend not too long ago, that they didn't see why Ellie made the decision to give that all up. And I, I was saying how I feel Ellie had lost either way because she lost the fight against Abby and that was eating away at her. The fact that she didn't avenge her unofficial father here, Joel, that kind of ate away with her and she couldn't find the peace even though she was at peace and she kind of needed to to pursue this and of course it kind of falls flat for a lot of viewers and gamers that at the end of it she doesn't go through with it but humans are fundamentally flawed and I think that points out the way that sometimes we think we want something until we're actually presented with that opportunity and then we realize actually I don't need this and I can understand it. I feel in terms of the story, it went on a bit too long, which, you know, we could say that for a lot of media, movies, TV shows, but <laughs> I feel as a game, the, the it, it was fine. And a lot of the problems are because they wanted to do certain things. So it's not like they didn't think about this. I'm sure they did because we needed to play through Eddie's campaign and we needed to play through Abby's campaign to fully get the most out of them as playable characters and as human beings with their stories. Mm. Um, I just think I'd also like to go back to like the mechanics of the game and stuff because one of the things that I think we've had this discussion before where it's like I think we were comparing like 
graphics to the playableness of the game. And one of the things that absolutely drives me mad when I'm playing a game is like glitches and stuff. Like it genuinely throws me off. And throughout the game, I think, and that's a lot of hours of the game. We only had two glitches. And for me, that's really good for a game, especially one that we got on release to only have two glitches. And I did see you playing Ghost and there were a lot of glitches and you were clearly like, no, when he was playing Ghost, there were so many glitches and you were clearly a fighter because that would have driven me crazy. But that's what my were these? personal feeling. He's just glitching all the time. It was like, why is this happening now in the middle of a fight? And it's like, no, nope, not gonna do what you want him to do. Yeah, to be fair, there were a ton of glitches when I, when I streamed Ghost. Wow. So okay, like he so... was phasing in and out of like rocks. There were times mm. where I was jumping to like strategically run away and I'd be like caught in this weird suspended animation thing like with gravity oh. doing yeah there were certain times like that they were never game breaking but they were they were very annoying whereas like i'm in the heat of battle right now it's like one of me against five of them and okay i'm gonna lose this so i want to run away here and come back and yeah i'd be caught in something it was very weird whereas the last of us part two i only remember one but you said there was a second i remember so. another one and it was just at the end of the stream mm. we were like okay well we're finishing the stream now so that's not really annoying but Actually, the glitches themselves weren't even annoying mm. because one was getting stuck, not in danger, and the other one was somebody walking through... Like a uh, camera or something. <laughs> someone walked through yeah. a camera and we were like, what? And that is an unbelievable feat in a 35-hour campaign or so. Two bugs? That's amazing. And like, I don't know if there was any day one patches or anything, but there's not a lot of games you can say that to. Like, you can count the glitches on one hand in a 30-hour main campaign. That's a very impressive. So I've heard both sides and I actually can't give this one. So if you are listening to this, <laughs> let us know who you're giving best game design to. Let's move on to music now. And I think we'll have Akira go first this time. Why should The Last of Us Part Two win best music? Because the music slaps, okay? Um, I did a little bit of research yesterday because I First of all, I think everyone can recognise The Last of Us music, that beautiful guitar thing they got going on. You love it. I did some research into the man who actually, you know, designed all the music and everything. And the, oh, Naughty Dog knew what they were doing when they hired this man. This man has been behind the soundtracks of many award-winning fil award films, which have can generally be seen as like standalone films, such as Babel and Brokeback Mountain. You know, films that are there to be you know, to make a statement. And this, oh, this man's won like loads of awards. So they know what he was doing. And I think he describes himself as someone who, I think it said like, he's not someone who reads or writes music. He goes entirely on emotion and the mood that he's trying to set. And just by that, know the entire, the entirety of his heart went into those songs. You can feel it. Like that music makes me sad when I hear it. He just knew what he's doing. Also, he does the soundtrack for the Book of Life, which I love as well so yeah like he knocked it out of the park to be able to hear a song and be like yeah that's from the last of us i don't even need to look standalone that's a very good point he brings it out, man. A signature Sorry. sound makes your series like the walking dead really does. you know that theme song like mm. I, I think yeah you made a very good series of points there isaac why should go to sushima win best music Honestly, do you know when you're beaten and you know? Because um, <laughs> here's the thing, right? Like, Akira, when you said, um, you know, 
Last of Us music, you do, you know. If someone played me Ghost, I don't think I'd immediately know. And that's not to say that the music in Ghost isn't great because I think it always fit. When you're in combat, the music fit. When you're traversing the landscape, the music fit. When you're like in deep moments with other characters, the music fits. I think the music fits and it's done really well. But if you played me something from Ghost, I wouldn't know. If you played me something from Last of Us, I'd be like, yeah, this is this is it. This is, yeah. I think the music for Ghost is amazing and I'd like it to win, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and just try and fight a losing battle. I think, I think... <laughs> Last of Us is gonna take this. I think I think it's gonna take it. Sorry, okay. just, that's what I think. Uh, <laughs> actually, okay. yeah, I, I I do agree with Isaac. Like from watching you play Ghost, the music just fits perfectly, and I think it is quite a struggle for like sound engineers and stuff to make music that fits in so well with the scene that conveys the right emotion. But like you said. I will hear this and know it's Last of Us. I'll hear this and I won't know it's Ghost like straight yeah. off the bat. So I, hey, you've I had two think... games though. It's not fair. You've had two games. <laughs> one so, Ghost. So. Wait, wait for Ghost Two. Wait for Ghost Two. I'm waiting for Ghost Two. Like we're getting our lockdown anytime soon. Chop chop. I feel the music in Ghost of Tsushima fits so well that it just kind of became part of the furniture. It became part of the background, and yeah, that's. In a good way, a it can be a blessing way. and a curse because, as you said, if someone played you Ghost of Tsushima music and you were asked what 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 game is that from, you know, there's a few other games that could come up in that category. Whereas Last of Us Two or the series of Last of Us has unique music; it sets a tone. When you hear that kind of guitar, very dark tonal music, you know what you're in for. And I think the music of both games set the scene, set the tone for the game. I, I'm going to give it to The Last of Us 2. And it's funny that you said that about Ghost. If if you were played music from it, you might not recognize it because we had an offline quiz. Yeah, I remember this. was one of the very rounds where we had to figure out what, mu what game the music was from. And music from Ghost of Tsushima was played and Isaac didn't figure out I was the only one no, who did. No, I think I did. I, I'm, I think you got it wrong because... No. Because you said something like, oh, you better make this count. You better win by these two points. <laughs> and you wouldn't say you wouldn't say that if you got it right. Well, I feel like I was for a different a different one. I think no, I got it. Was it. it was definitely ghost because Sean said something as well. I got everything else right apart from that. I said Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles. No, <laughs> told you, man. <laughs> and then Sean said Legend of Zelda. Mhm. Mm That's so upset. But I got Last of Us. Got full you points did. for that. I mean, you just illustrated your point right there. Yeah, I have, you know. <laughs> um, I should have left it. See, this is why I couldn't argue for Ghost. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> just lie. <laughs> Fine. But yes, I, I, I'm glad that you went through the trouble of looking that up. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So I feel with that, mm -hmm. Ghost of Tsushima they could play the music for you and you might not guess it. The Last of Us, if you any track from that album, you'd recognize it because they all have that kind of banjo guitar sound to it. And you, you recognize that. So I'm I gonna really, give it, go on. I was gonna say, I really liked uh, when you got those intimate moments with Ellie and she just 
play a song on the guitar take on me one was was really beautiful because it's like i love that song anyways and like when it comes on in the club fuck yeah but this was (laughs) (laughs) this was done in like i didn't know it could be played that way like i had no clue and it's just a really beautiful song yeah i'm gonna award it to the last of us to let us know which side you are on when it comes to best music Moving on to artistic achievement. Isaac, why should Ghost win this award? I'm just going to read your notes quickly to psych myself up. <laughs> uh, this is a time to talk about the looks of the games. Uh, both games are beautiful. Ghost being Ghost with the beautiful feels, a good place to start. Last of Us 2, the detail of the characters, scars on faces may be the place to start. Um, This is an interesting one. This is an interesting one because I still need to play Hades at some point, but I feel like Hades looks amazing um, and has such a great art style. Um, everyone I've spoken to about Hades absolutely loves the game, so there's that too. But I think Hades has, could potentially win that. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, like, yes, it is littered with bugs, fucking jarring. Okay, we all know that. Whatever, all right? Like, forget that for two seconds and realize all the work the devs put in. And when this game is actually running, it's it's actually an amazing game. Um, and when you play it, it, it looks like a, a dystopian future world where, like, technology rules everything. Um, there's life in alleyways, in slums in the the rich districts etc etc like it it looks the way you would imagine a sci-fi dystopia to look it nails it completely and it looks gorgeous as a city um we're not here for those games we're here for ghosts and i have mentioned before <laughs> earlier like when you do start up ghosts and you're going through the fields like the fields are absolutely beautiful when you're like hiding in grass um about to like stealth someone the game still looks good you're not doing anything but it looks amazing uh like the combat when you deflect and you can see like the sparks come off your blade again looks absolutely beautiful um like there's one bit of the game and it's this it's this like forest that's permanently trapped in autumn and it's these beautiful like golden flowers and leaves and just that area alone is is gorgeous um, when I started the game, I got absolutely pammed there because I didn't realise there were men waiting to ambush me and kill me. I was looking at the scenery. Um, that was very annoying. Uh, but like, and then the foxes that just lead you away and show you this beautiful world, like the shrines. The shrines are basically sucker punch, just like flexing on what they've made because it'll be like an island and it's like covered with white sand and you can see like the waves going and the the place you need to go to is on like this weird kind of like mountain that's got beautiful like lush greenery coming off it the game looks amazing and like andy you said you you bumped into some glitches when you played i think i might have bumped into one like the same jumping thing and then like getting stuck somewhere but but that was it but I think like one of the reasons why I was able to keep playing this game all throughout the night through the next morning for those three days was because like it, it wasn't jarring to look at. It was just, yeah, give me more of this. It was a treat to my eyes and I, I've got nothing bad to say about it. I mean, I wish I was more of an artistic person who could, I don't know, like say, like do it justice when I say how like good the game looks. I'm not. I'm just a, I'm just a casual gamer, but uh, the game is beautiful and it's, just, it's a gorgeous game. That's all I got to say on it. And even the the mocap as well, because I guess that comes into it as well. Like when 
when like Jin's face when you see the the guy they based his face on it's the same guy and like the emotion really comes through like in certain bits where like he's angry and he's in pain like you see it on his face it, it really just leaks out it's a beautiful game <laughs> it's done well and you know like without they really captured it because Jin has you can feel Jin's presence and you can see on his face when he steps into a room he commands your respect and attention and as someone who is a lord who fought on Komodo Bay against the Khans I think that is that's something that Sucker Punch have done really well in in conveying alright Akira why should The Last of Us 2 win artistic achievement oh, this is bad to say but I don't necessarily feel like it should win artistic achievement just because not that I don't think the game is good I think I should start out with that but obviously I have two games to compare it to like compare it between the two and even in the first game like they know how to design people they know how to do the faces and the way that they actually that they look like real people they don't have that really weird video game face where people just haven't really like got it mm. yeah we already knew that they had that down in Last of Us 1 so they were going to have it down in Last of Us 2 um, I think like in world designs and stuff and the way that everything looks is it is just carrying on from they're just improving on what was already like a great platform to improve on so i didn't expect it to be you know i just expected it to be the same as it was before but better even though like a little bit more refined i think it was definitely more detailed and i did love I mean, the attention to detail that went into like all the cities and stuff now that they're more overgrown and the amount of greenery, like the scenes were beautiful, but it kind of, it kind of wasn't like, I didn't expect it to be that way. I just knew it was going to be a beautiful game and it was a beautiful game. Okay. I just, I kind of feel like they're on a level playing field, like with their world designs, because I knew what I was going to get with The Last of Us 2. It's spectacular. And with Ghost, it's just like, it really put you into that world. Like, I didn't know what I was expecting. And then it's because you were talking about like the autumn place. I know oh, we've got yeah. loads of screenshots on the PlayStation because we were like, wow. Mm. Doing the awesome voice, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah, I just knew The Last of Us was going to be beautiful. And it was, they've got, definitely put more attention to detail and developed on what was already great structures. Cause it is kind of how you would imagine a ruined city or how you would have seen it in media, like in films and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's an exact parallel to mm. that. But it's what I expected. So I wouldn't say it's like a new achievement for them. Yes, Isaac? Isaac are you, yeah, are you I have. Yeah, I was just, just okay. wanted to get in right after Akira um, before you moved on. Just one thing to add, like, again, I think the game uses color really well in Ghosts. Like, it is a very vibrant, colorful world. But also, I can't believe I forgot this, but. When you need to know where to go next and you press that prompt and you see the wind like carry you in the right direction oh my goodness like it's it's so subtle it's so well done and it doesn't break the game in any way like this is not a dig on bioshock but just an arrow like why is that arrow there obviously it's showing you where to go but if they could have not have that arrow then that's that's great for immersion i guess but ghost does that really well and even the the hot springs the hot springs you always recognize them because they, they not because of the mold on his butt because of the red trees surrounding the hot spring Kira, no no but the, red, the hot springs yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I'm giving artistic achievement to Ghost. Um, cool. Again, not because Akira gave up halfway, but I feel <laughs> that I don't think she did. No, she again tongue in cheek. I was just oh yeah, fair, fair the, the last fair one. So yes, Isaac, you mentioned two games that could very well win it as well. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Despite all the bugs, I think visually one of the most impressive games ever. I think it might be the best looking game I never play. And <laughs> <laughs> Hades looks amazing. It has that blend that I like. Re- that is a, uh, it's got retro looking colors. Like you've got vibrant pinks, you've got vibrant reds, but it's also modernized. So like a game of Streets of Rage Two has very nice colors, but also looks like it belongs in the nineties. Whereas Hades looks good but also has that throwback style when it comes to the, the colors that they've used but i think ghost beats both games handily i think ghost of tsushima is still the best looking game i've ever played it beats god of war for me in terms of looks it is so vibrant and i think part of the reason is they've taken me to a different place so the last of us part two is the real world I, I can look outside and like, yeah, they could easily make that in that Naughty Dog game. And I think that might harm The Last of Us Part Two in this category because Ghost of Tsushima, although it's very real, back, it was hundreds of years ago. So they've had to rebuild that, recreate that. And they did a fantastic job. They went out to Japan, studied the area. They didn't do too much to offend uh, the locals, but as you said, Isaac, the colors, there's so many fields and I don't know them by name, but I know them by color, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I don't feel there are any two fields that are like, oh, that just looks like that one. Oh, they ran out of creative juice here. Mm-hmm. And they found it in, there's never a place. There's the red field, the orange field, the yellow field, the white field, the blue field. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. so 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 beautiful and you know that's not even talking about the visual cues that the game gives you so you know the difference between uh, an attack that you have to dodge and a, an attack that you can parry those things really really help the gamer as well as you know onlookers people who are watching a let's play for example I think the fact that they added in a black and white mode is killer because Doug, you know, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars mode. Yeah. So yeah. yeah love letter Mm-hmm. You know they were watching Seven Sarum, right? <laughs> On repeat before they started that game. And I was going to make another point, but I forgot. But I'll, I'll yes. add on to it then. Um, the duels, because they're like little set pieces when you play the game. Yeah, like, and then I think you mentioned like the purple field. There's there's one small area in the game that's all purple, and it's for a duel in a I think a sub quest, someone's quest line. Um, another red field, another Ronin. I think you fight someone in the marshes, and then it all cumulates, cumulates, cumulates. Thank you. Um, in like a little like cavern that isn't underground. It's this hidden away cave that you go into, Ooh, yeah. and yeah, it's I just mean. beautiful. Yeah, and I think they've got like candles everywhere, and it, it's just really well done. And I mean, if if, if you're gonna kill someone, like I mean, do it with a bit of style, and yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> they've done. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's why it's going to ghost here. 
But let us know which game deserves best arti- artistic achievement in your eyes. Now we move on to audio achievement different to music. This is stuff like how sound registers in the game. So how raindrops, crows, gunshots, voice acting. So Akira, why should The Last of Us Part 2 win audio achievement? Mm. One thing that I do like about The Last of Us is Okay, not just the authenticity of the sounds, but the way that they layer sounds. So there's a bit, because I did watch the racking bit recently, where Abby's climbing into the ambulance and you can hear the water going. And as she enters it, it gets quieter. And then she's pulling a drawer open and it literally just sounds like the way you're pulling the drawer open. And all the noises that they layer over each other are very distinct, but they work well within each other. You know what I mean? And uh, I think, Another one of the things for The Last of Us was obviously they have the set of noises which will creep you out. Like the clickers, you'll know the clickers from anywhere because that noise is traumatizing. They had to build on top of that. Now, if you listen to the rat kick, it, that is even worse. <laughs> like, if you had to build off of something that's already really scary and then up the ante, they managed to do that as well. And then for me to go on to the voice acting i loved the voice acting i thought it was great watching media nowadays you know when someone says something you're like i don't believe what you're saying it's like when you watch anime you watch an anime and you watch it in japan and japanese and then you watch an anime and you watch it in english and it's like i heard all of this passion when they speak in japanese but now that they're speaking english i'm not getting that feeling and when I think of the voice acting, I go to like all the emotional parts, like that bit where Abby is fighting with Owen about Mel being pregnant and the hurt that you can hear in her voice. And it's, I think it's very hard, but if they have skilled voice actors to do it, the voice alone can make you feel emotional. And I felt bad for her. Like, and we already know, like Neil Druckmann, uh, not Neil Druckmann, um, what's his name? Troy Baker? Troy Baker, thank you. Troy Baker, we already know, like he's, he, he wipes the floor with loads of voice actors because he's just the way that is. But to introduce a character that you're not necessarily supposed to like and feel bad for this person, like actually feel their pain just based on voice alone is, is, yes, Chef's Kiss. They did the damn thing. Yeah. Isaac, why should Ghost win audio achievement? I mean, I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give points to Akira before I go on to Ghost because, like, with such a large cast, your heart went out to a lot of them, and you could see where they were all coming from, and that was in part due to the voice acting, because, like, the way I despised Abby and all her mates, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, do you know what? I, I, I get it, I get it. Like, do you know what? This is fair enough. But anyways, Ghost. This is actually why I brought it up because I think. Jin, the protagonist of Ghost of Tsushima, like I think he's on levels with with the characters of of Last of Us, but unfortunately, like it's Jin, like holding the fort by by himself. Which so like one skilled man versus eight skilled people. I mean, come on. Like other characters, they're great. Don't get me wrong, but you don't interact with them as much. Where Last of Us, as Akira said, is like this movie. Ghost is is Jin's journey. He doesn't really share it with anyone else. And when he does, like so, for example, when you meet Lady Masako and you do her quest line, I think it's amazing. I really love her quest line. 
However, chances are you'll be fighting during this quest line or you'll be exploring during this quest line. You might miss certain, some things that she's saying and it's all done like within the game. So you're, you can still play and do whatever you like. You might even like not care or pay attention. But with The Last of Us, like there are these set pieces you sit down, you listen to and you, you feel that emotion with Ghost, unless you're like, you're you're really into the story it's, it's easy to miss it like i was into the story thankfully so i was listening intently to what everyone was saying and there'd be times where like i would slow down on the way to a journey because once upon a time i went i got there too fast the guy stopped talking and i just missed the dialogue and i was like whoa like this is gone now i can't what but i mean it's still really good but i think you know Jin carries it in terms of you know like fights so i think all the 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 sword combat works really well um when you hear swords clashing deflecting i think that's done really well sounds of the sticky bombs works really well the smoke bombs pulling back the arrow feels amazing because there are two types of arrows i think you've got the short bow and the long bow and with the long bow like when you do pull it like because you can hear it from the controller as well like you you really feel the strain as you knock it back all the way when you shoot someone and they go flying like you can feel that through the controller and i'm not even using the dual sense i'm just using the regular like dual shock 4 so i think that was really well done i think those are solid points from both sides i think with ghosts yeah you, you can touch on the sword combat excellent attention to detail i think the best games have audio running in a way that you don't even notice them but if they weren't in the game you would notice them mm. so like little stuff like putting your sword on fire in ghost or as you said opening a drawer in the last of us just rain you know i think both games do a fantastic job i think when you talk about voice acting that's when you run into the issue to, because yeah ghost cast isn't as strong as the last of us when it comes to everyone so with ghosts you have like maybe five characters who you care about you remember their names and everyone else is kind of hostage number one mongol leader number 25 whereas mm. the last of us too everyone's been given a name when you kill someone their name is screamed the seraphites have like naughty dog invented a language for the seraphites to communicate in in whistles and depending on the whistle you know whether they are looking for you whether they've lost a comrade or whether things are all right that is an achievement in its own right i think when you look at the cast you mentioned mel you remember her name though she doesn't do anything in the game you know like you remember her <laughs> owen you, you remember owen even though he does nothing apart from abby's cheeks one time but you remember owen of course you remember the two main characters you remember dina and i think that goes a long way to show that the audio achievement in the voice acting akira said it earlier it's difficult to buy someone just delivering a line because in language there's three components in communication there's the tone there's the actual words and then there's body language and tone is very important and I think that is why a lot of people look, do look down on dubbed anime. I think not so much nowadays, but especially in the noughties, they couldn't get that same emotion across. And of course the recording setups are different, but 
I think one thing that has changed is voice actors are now more so actors than ever before. In games now, especially, you're seeing a lot of actors cast in voice acting roles or in gaming roles. And I think that... Indeed. (laughs) Exactly. And that constitutes better performances and everyone wants to raise their game so they're not left behind by that person raising the bar. Jin Sakai had a great voice actor, a great, great actor, as did the Khan. But with The Last of Us, you had Joel played by Troy Baker. You had Abby played by Laura Bailey. Bailey. You had Ellie played by Ashley Johnson, who are now all heavyweights, Troy Baker and Laura Bailey, heavyweights from before. But like this game has made so many voice actors into genuine actors who could probably do movie roles or TV roles now. I'm giving it to The Last of Us too. But if you're listening to this podcast, let us know which game you're giving audio achievement to. Did you prefer the gun sounds or the sword sounds? And we move into the ultimate, the final category. (laughs) Best game. The big one. This is the one where you talk about anything that you couldn't before because they didn't fall into music. They didn't fall into artistic achievement. This is the time. Everything you want to talk about, your game. So, Isaac, why should Ghost win best game? Ghost should win best game. Ooh, is a good one. I'm just looking at the other candidates and I'm just like, yeah, this is the other ones aren't aren't taking this. I think yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree with so. <laughs> so I guess we can just like work our way up. It's the little things as well that help. So this could have fit into the last category, but like it, it didn't need to be because there was a clear winner there but like during the fights when someone's about to shoot at you like you'll hear them scream dosho i can't say it in the, in the proper accent but you'll hear them say something and then that gives you time to like prepare and get ready like little things like secrets any type of secret in the game like if you follow the birds like you'll find it and like that bird thing alone and following the foxes too it's like Jin is is very close to the land of Tsushima he's very close to it not only that he's very close to the people too so as you play the game you like he's a lord obviously um and he's there for his people and I think he's he's one of the best lords I was about to say like you see him stop being a lord and become a man of the people but a lord should look after the people of his land and he doesn't just do that he looks after because he's he's got a small part of Tsushima that he's in charge of but he looks after the whole island as the ghost of Tsushima like nothing gets in the way like you can you can be walking through the land and someone might need your help or someone has been attacked by the the, the Khan army and you'll you'll stop in to, to help out all the side quests show how he he wants to save his land and keep everyone safe so like he'll he'll go into the ships destroy them and then move along to the, the next mission like all the side quests in the game like, you might get side quests where it's like okay i'm just getting i'm just getting some money or i'm getting some collectibles but all the quests you do in this game are for the sake of the land of Tsushima, which is one of the reasons why i found it hard to put the game down because everything you do goes towards saving Tsushima, the the overall goal of it like ghost of Tsushima is a game where it, it's it's about the big picture so like you've got the main quest but the side quests get you there as well the collectibles get you there as well 
like some of the side quests you learn certain techniques so you can set your sword ablaze and even then normally in the side quest there's this big boss battle at the end but for the sword boss fight spoiler alert you you fight a guy whose task it is to protect this ancient secret being passed down to those who are worthy and deserving and Jin is that person Ghost of Tsushima is a game that like it teaches you history as well like this this invasion literally happened the battle of Komodo Bay where 80 samurai and their would I want to say retainers? I think they had like a small group that came after them that weren't really samurai or they weren't as important as the 80. And they did their best to, to, to hold the line and they were met with, you know, guerrilla tactics straight away and they were utterly dismantled. Obviously mainland Japan come along and like save the day, whatever, but we we see the action. So obviously Jin is now fiction, but that we see the actions of someone who, who loves their land and wants to protect it and he'll go to any lengths and that is brought into the combat mechanics so you get your regular samurai fighting style it's amazing whatever but now he's becoming the ghost to save the land so now we get the sticky bombs we get the the black fire bombs we get the the terror mechanics we get the i think i can't remember i know there's one where like if you're the samurai you can like cut people down in a in a duel or whatever but if you're it's ghost stance you, you terrorize everyone and then you just cut people down no problem it's, and like it goes black and white the wind is going and you're like like, I'm in a samurai film and it it feels amazing you can play in black and white like the people who made this game like Akira you said this earlier in the pod like they've watched so many samurai movies and this is one of the reasons why they did it they wanted it to be that love letter they did it they went to Tsushima they studied the land the people what it was like heck the, the CEO no not the CEO like two of the big bosses forgot their titles and their names even though i researched this and it's very upsetting but they are official travel ambassadors for the land of Tsushima because they did so much research and represented the land in a really amazing way when you walk through the land it's it's not empty it's not sparse it's thriving you can you see the people fishing you you see the people like in the farms you have to protect certain like wine distilleries like this is a, a living world where your your actions they do matter so like obviously it's a game so you can ignore things but the more you do in this game the more you get to see and experience the land of Tsushima and I think that's something that's really amazing because they've they've taken you to another so Tsushima is a city um I found out which I I find weird because it's a massive island but see um they take you to the city and you get to explore all of it and it's it's amazing it's really well done it's beautiful and there's a reason why i didn't put this game down for three days and just couldn't stop because you know when you're playing a game right and like you say to yourself you know i'm not going to do a main mission because it's time for bed so you start doing side quests because you think that yeah yeah you start doing side quests the side quests are good they're really good because it's it's that Mass Effect thing where you've got the, I think the companion missions, like you get that with these missions as well. And they're so deep. They're actually a story like of their own. Like if you took out the main game, obviously it wouldn't be game of the year worthy, but you'd still have a good game there if you took out the main story. And they really do like flesh out some of the characters. Heck, there's even one that you grew up with as a child. And as, so spoiler alert, as you get to the end of their life, 
you get to see the beginnings of yours and the beginnings of yours with your father and understand you know like why you are the way you are why your father is the way you are and how similar to your father you are and that is such a big thing because this is a missable side quest like here's why this is so important because you're doing this and there's this internal conflict going through you because your uncle your last remaining so spoiler alert for everything um your last remaining family member is at odds with the way you are trying to save Tsushima which is is brain dead but he's holding on to these old traditions that are getting Tsushima finished while while you're what you're doing isn't isn't what is expected of a lord it's working people are happy people are safe you've literally like i don't know how where story and game mechanics kind of cross over but when you look at the map at a certain point in the game you've you've gotten rid of half the mongols they're gone and you still like up your ass about how you shouldn't be fighting like this it's working so like this person you've you've looked up to and who you love and is your last remaining family member they don't want you to do these things but you know it works and even though like you have all of Tsushima to worry about this is your family no offense to that peasant you saved he's not your family he is someone that you you do need to look after because that is your job and your title but he's not your family and as humans we might know what's logically right but our emotions get in the way too so Chimura still has like a big place in Jin's head and heart but to find out that his dad is like him and his dad would do the same things he would. His dad's a fucking boss. Like, I think some, like, invaders came into, like, his house, killed a couple of his like, family members, and then left. And I think even maybe tried to abduct Jin or whatever. The man, like, by himself, he says to all, like, his, his men, like, stay here, I'll be back. And then he comes back the next morning covered in blood. He killed everyone that had, like, stepped onto his land and just got went about his day. And I'm like, what? Yo, you are the second Ghost of Tsushima. Your dad was first. Um, and you know, for Jin, that was probably a really good thing because he now understands that, okay, my dad did this, who I thought was the most honorable man, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, it, maybe it's okay that I do this. Like, it's not explicitly said in the game, but that's how I took it. Um, and for something that is a side quest that you might like never do and you can still finish the game I think that's really well done anything you you do in this game you will get something out of it you will gain a new skill you will gain story you will gain lore um, and the combat is just so much fun I already touched on it but you have so many toys to play with and in sandbox game give me toys like that's, that's, that's all you want Just Cause for example you got a flight suit you can destroy buildings you can fuck shit up you've got all these weapons boom you're having fun like that is that is what you expect from a sandbox game and I think that's what Ghost gives you like heck even your horse spoiler alert more spoiler alert even your horse right like without even knowing it you bond with this horse I didn't know this I just thought alright let's go and then when my horse is taken away from me and they give me that garbage of the rundown horse where like it's you can see you can see it's malnourished you can see it's it's unhappy it's not a good horse and when you call for your horse and that thing comes along no offense to this horse but i'm like oh (laughs) unfortunately for me i love side quests so i didn't realize the next mission you do you get a brand new horse which is great so i was stuck with that horse longer than i need to but like you realize you bond with the horse 
everything in this game is is really well done and then even when it comes to like upgrading your weapons and stuff like Jin will go to to people in the town and he gets like peasants to to do it for him so he doesn't have a blacksmith or whatever and this goes nicely in hand with a certain other person who creates weapons for him as well like Jin is a man of the people and he will because you can get um rumors from other people so that like tells you where certain special missions are and that's because Jin's mad people and you'll go around and talk to everyone in the land of Tsushima which is something lords don't normally do all the lords are shocked at his tactics but the people love him does that make sense? like amongst amongst your lord peers yeah what, what what's better? for your lords to like you or for the entire land to like you? like you guys have forgotten what your role is here and I just think game mechanics and story just mesh really well together in Ghost of Tsushima. Like the stronger you are, the more mechanics you get, and the further you stray away from the path of of the samurai. Because at the start of the game, like I mean, you've got your samurai skills, the samurai skill tree, but I feel like you've got a lot more toys to play with as the ghost. And when you play as the ghost, things things people die quicker than if you play as a samurai. So it's just the like the devs are like play this way you'll you get more bang for your buck but yeah all the points i've said earlier me just talking about the game and why i love it i think ghost of Tsushima should be game of the year for those reasons and not only that they're giving us more dlc i haven't played it yet because i'm a guy who like when i if i be in a game to completion got the platinum done everything which is what i did i don't need the game anymore and only i only keep it because like CEX will only give me 2p for it and it's like what's the point but because I finished Ghost so early I could get 40 quid for it I was like well yeah let me just let me just sell this because I'm never going to touch it again and the fucking DLC came out and I was like it's a bit too late now <laughs> can't, can't justify paying full price again for DLC but it is an amazing game and Sucker Punch have given us more um, it is free DLC which is which is great and who knows, maybe there's more to come. But uh, I've talked long enough. I think it should be game of the year because it is amazing. However, I do see why Last of Us 2 can also be game of the year. And if you've got no more points, Kira will be able to explain why. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to Akira so we can get her thoughts. Why should The Last of Us Part 2 win the best game? I think for me that um, what I'm going to focus on the most is story because I yeah, I definitely prefer games that have a good story and I think The Last of Us 2 managed to enhance the previous game. This storyline alone, like I say, like, I, I understand why a lot of people don't like it because the choices that people make in the game, but a good story doesn't always have a happy ending and they've managed to capture a level of realism that I haven't seen in the game before. I mean, this is the reason why HBO is making a series of this, you know, this series of games. They've reached a level that a lot of other games haven't managed to reach. The representation in the game, anyone who likes, uh, well, any form of television knows how important representation is and to have, you know, people who are of different, well, non-white people, essentially, that actually managed to like travel through the entire game without dying. That's that's basically never heard of. LGBT, like the stuff they've done for LGBT people, we have 
Ellie and Dina, a gay couple who have survived the entire time. And while they're technically not together at the end of the game, for a gay character or a non, you know, type A character to go through an entire game and not die, that's a huge thing or not somehow be punished for the sexuality is a massive thing the representation of trans people in the game we have lev who is just referred to as lev or him is a you know dead named or misgendered throughout the game i think what the last of us has done for representation is just it's just amazing i think you know any kind of game where you get to choose the skin color of your character and if you want to choose a black person I don't even need to say like you got their free hairstyles are going to be bald like Mm -hmm. and that skin color where you know even though they're a black person they would be hella moisturized and somehow they're the only ashy person in the wasteland like (laughs) I think The Last of Us 2 is going to win game of the year and I think that will upset a lot of people but it's the amount of ruckus that it caused by doing loads of things which are outside of the norm like I say people don't like um laura bailey's character because of what she did to joel but i think abby was great like you're creating characters who are multifaceted they're not the typical like slim character with massive breasts which somehow don't get in the way of bullets and whatsoever like these are they're making real people like (laughs) i mean adding that in with all the game design the music and i'm trying to pronounce the guy's name gustavo santa lawyer i think it is like Mm. the overall package that they've given us is just spectacular because i got into gaming by myself it wasn't bought into something that like my family was into like my parents do not play games or anything but to be able to like sit down with my parents and gush over a game because i'm like hey mom there are gay characters in this game and nothing happens to them nothing bad happens to them well you know what i mean you know Everything that, that happens norm- to them. The things that would normally happen to gay characters in that. TV shows, like they get punished mm. by getting certain illnesses, their loved ones are all like their partners are murdered or something. They go through so much stuff. This stuff doesn't happen. They're represented and they're not their thing isn't just that they're gay. There's so much going on. And yeah, like I said, like for a story to be a good story it has to have so many different things and it kind of shows a bit of the butterfly effect as well because you have this whole i'd say a love story but in the terms of like a parent to a child with joel and ellie there's that the love story of a parent and a child and then it is also in the second game the love story of a pet of a child who has lost their parent like everything is so multifaceted and i think you know you never really get to see it's they really flipped on its head like parent who has lost the child and the child who has lost their parent they've managed to give such depth to it and I know people don't like Abby but I do like Abby because while she is the enemy of Ellie she is her own person and yeah I just feel like they've they've managed to make it so that there is something about every single character so that they're not just there to be the enemy they are there to be their own person like they all have their own motivations their feelings their own heartbreaks nobody is a side character in the sense of oh yes by the way this is my sidekick and they don't talk mm-hmm. i think they've created an immersive world for you to get into and feel certain ways about different people and like to give characters such depth even though like you don't even get to play with them like dina for example i don't believe she was jewish 
Yeah. They wrote that in grace, like in a way that it was gracefully and it came up naturally. It's really organic. Like the backgrounds that they've given to people who aren't even the main characters, they're just sewn in beautifully and not for story points. So I'm like literally in my head, I'm comparing it to TV because it is essentially a movie. I think for me, it boils down to the game I enjoyed playing the most last year, Ghost of Tsushima, or the game that I thought had the most quality per game last year, The Last of Us Part 2. How and did they even decide best game? Like, that's so hard. It's going to be tough. I mean, a lot of awarding organizations have just given it to The Last of Us 2, and I can understand that. I think, yeah, it's not an easy decision for anyone worth their soul to, to make. I think Ghost has done so much. Like, you can talk about that it was a real historical event that sparked the creation of the game. But as you said, Isaac, Jin Sakai, that, that didn't really happen. What took out the Mongols was something different. And they, they were in their creative bag throughout that game making this character making him i feel whether you were the samurai or the ghost Jin was very likable and someone that you could look up look up to you said earlier commands the screen commands the room every time he walks into shot he's just he is a main character like you know there's there's certain shows games that even though there is a main character there's someone you like a bit more yeah but that doesn't exist in ghost Jin is the guy and there are a few characters ishikawa lady masako yuna they add to Jin, but it's all about Jin, and rightfully so it's his island he's protecting it and whether you do it completely honorably or you use some of the ghost tactics it's a very fun game I think participating in duels, even losing them, is some of the most fun I've had playing a game. Alright, Kage, RIP Kage, I've never been upset about an animal dying in a game before. Losing Kage, or Shadow, was the most upset I've ever been at an animal's death in a game. Mm -hmm. I was distraught. I didn't even want another horse. I didn't want another horse. If it wasn't for the gate, I would walk everywhere. <laughs> I did not want to replace Kage. He was my boy, he was my sidekick. And yeah, I think they layered everything very well. He said, go stance. Boy, that was sweet. And you, it felt burnt every time you had it. So mm-hmm. if you got hit once, your ghost restarted. You had to build mm-hmm. that all up again. So every time you got it, use it right away it was never that thing where okay this is a cool mechanic but i'm never going to use it yeah you use most of the things that you learned throughout the game and that is a sign of a good game because there are a a lot of games where they give you all of this stuff but they're not really useful they're not your style and to be fair with ghosts there are i don't think everyone's going to gravitate towards every weapon every um, projectile to be or every stance for example but i think there is enough there for you to kind of want to cover all bases and to pick up everything. I just love everything they've done with that game. The, 
there are a few things I wish they could do to improve it, but I think that's personal preference. I don't think there's anything about the game that is outright bad. I don't think there's any creative mistakes that they made with this game. I think they did the absolute best they could, and for a new IP, they whacked it right out of the park. Easily. Yeah. I think personally, I would have liked to have a an optional lock-on feature, but that that you know that's apples and oranges. There's really pedantic things that yeah. I'm being pushy about. It's like, a I think, great game. Yeah, there's actually an interview, um, and I can't remember the details, but there was a reason there wasn't a lock-on feature. Like I think it just wouldn't work with the game. It was better that there there wasn't one, and I'm not sure if it's the same for you, but like i guess i don't know two hours into the game maybe like you don't even miss lock on that's how i felt and i think it worked but that's just me i think there's definitely something to that the more you play the more you you work around the limitations mm. of lock on i think basically yeah every time i would pick it up i would notice it but then after some time i'd be like okay there's no lock on get over it yeah. but it's not I wasn't I, I didn't play it for like three days straight I didn't do any of that so there That's would true. be a, it would be like teething issues every time I played it again mm. okay you know I wish that Jin automatically uh, knew I was going for that guy instead of that guy mm. uh, but yeah th- there's nothing bad I can say about this game they if this was any other year if this came out 2019 I'd back for Ghost if this came out this year, I'd back for Ghost. If this came out 2017, I'd back for Ghost. It's 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 the Spider-Man syndrome. It had to come out in the same wow. year that another game came out in, and it's the most painful thing in the world for me. Yeah. So, right, um, go on, because I'm going to talk about Last of Us after this. So, yeah, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, like, I think I think I enjoyed Ghost more than Spider-Man, and not any disrespect to Spider-Man 2018. Like, I hate the fact that Ghost has been put in that same category as Spider-Man 2018 being so good, but there was God of War. I hate the fact that it's Ghost of Tsushima, but there's Last of Us. And all your points about Last of Us Part 2 are very, very relevant, and I fully get it. <sighs> but I... Like, I get why Last of Us 2 is probably going to win. I do get it. Kira, you've made the points, um, the representation... Uh, the stir that it caused but Ghost is is a game you play it you have fun Last of Us 2 is is this political statement to the world where it's like gaming is it is for everyone and like you need to understand that this isn't something that you can just these people aren't someone you can just kind of like like forget about or like they don't exist like here they are and we're gonna show them to you but we're not gonna ram it down your face all right just play the game and you'll learn because that's life they just like they're in your supermarkets they're in your your classrooms they're when you go to the to the gym they're just there just, just doing whatever just chilling just living and because like the world is is now going through this change and and needs this so I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying it's fucking inconvenient for Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> not only is it a great game, it's a game that tackles like real world issues. It's just like, oh, can, you, can you just wait another year? Like, can you just, just come a bit later so Ghost could win? 
but yeah, it's it's a fantastic game, and it probably is gonna take game of the year. And I'm salty that I can't be salty about it because it deserves it for all the right reasons. And it's like, well, fuck you for being so good. Mm. <laughs> One thing I will say is, Ghost is a it's a game that I enjoyed more. I put myself through many hours to make sure that I 100% completed that game. And I am a Demishimura. That's right. That's right. That's a bad <laughs> brother, mate, because he was very difficult to face. I don't know why you took the express train to the end. Like, no side quests or nothing. It was like, nothing. I'm loving you. you missed I mean, so I'm loving you. I mean, I mean the thing is, it's annoying because after that, the game was just so easy. So, so easy. Like, if I died, it's because I just did not heal out of boredom. Like, I wanted to see what the death screen looked like. It was, yeah, I put myself through hard mode. It was hard mode and I only did the main stuff. So, you know, it serves me right. It took me a lot of attempts, but you know, there have been other games where it's taken me hundreds of attempts to complete. And I think, there's nothing wrong with the challenge in the game and I don't think I would have done it a different way if I had the chance to. Having that challenge I think was a very good way of testing my skills and improving my skills. So yeah, I made sure I went out of my way to complete The Last of Us 2 uh, Ghost of Tsushima 100% just because I enjoyed that game so much. There was, there was just joy when I played that game. Whereas The Last of Us 2 now, there was no joy playing this game or next to no joy playing this game. It's an emotional game, fam. It's not like shits and giggles. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would say this is the most realistic game I've ever played. And that's not to do with like the zombies and all that. That is in terms of the characters that they portrayed. And I feel that Ghost of Tsushima is a very good one-man show. There is nothing wrong with a one-man game or one-man story. We've seen it. And the shonen anime are very good at doing one-man shows. Writing for one person and the world revolves around them. Whereas the last of us... shonen. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. The last of us two is very much a community show where there is a cast of main characters. It's The Walking Dead. Everyone has their motives. Everyone has their turning point and they have a they have a past. There's a reason why they're here. And because of what they're doing now, that determines their future. So we have Dina, who we touched on her religion. And this game does something very well. And this is credit to the writers here. They have written different characters non-stereotypically not one of them i feel is a stereotype or, or a caricature and it's very difficult to do that actually i'll have to disagree for that because it's not technically difficult to make people caricatures but because it's not, i feel like it's not difficult to make people caricatures but because they've done it and it's like what i've never witnessed this before it makes it seem as if it's difficult when technically the last of us two have been like yes this is our character who also happens to be jewish that's not their character that's not their entire character so i i will still send by i think it's difficult because we've seen 
this done many times and people with good intentions don't always have the best skills and i think the the marriage of having the skills and having the knowledge to write for people who aren't you is very tricky there was an interview with freddie prince jr that i watched not too long ago and he said something along the lines of if you're a writer for a show or a game or anything and all the characters speak the same and act the same then you failed and that's very true that's very pertinent the characters need to be believable it's not just enough to say this person's jewish like you kind of need to lean into it but in a way that doesn't make them fools the way they've written for gay people as you said it's just perfect because it's them it's their identity but it doesn't their entire uh, journey for the game isn't just around their sexuality and we have to be very careful in making sure that that is the norm going forward and there's way too many people out there in those positions of power that aren't doing it they aren't doing these roles justice these game writers really could be kicking out a bunch of movie direct script writers out of their jobs right now i think this these two games have done a lot progressively for games positively where back in the 90s or earlier decades games were very much viewed uh looked down upon they were ridiculed what's the word they, they were taboo almost and now they're being taken seriously they're linked to mental health now they're linked to good hand-eye coordination people are being championed to play games being encouraged actively now people are making livings people are making careers of playing games and this games like these are good steps forward and we need to make more games like this last of us part two i i wasn't happy about how the story went but i understood that it's not for me it's not my journey it's ellie's journey it's abby's journey and understanding that is the difference between us and people writing hate me on the internet they've written abby so well that she has a backstory she has a motivation and i have this thing now where i will stop watching a film or watching the tv show if it, you know it's fiction and i'll pull up something like why would this person do that logically that makes no sense like they could have done the same thing kept joel alive throughout the game and had these bad guys coming because they're bad and why not they're part clickers now they can transform that's cool that makes a, a, a list of villains but uh, no one's gonna even re relate to any of those characters whereas they've given people like abby a motive some people are gonna like her some people aren't they've given manny who doesn't really do anything motivation <laughs> and his motivation is to fuck bitches so oh, it's God. like <laughs> no matter what people's and there are people like that who don't care about anything but immediate gratification this is the most realistic game i've played because of how well they drilled in each person's character each character has a story they could each have their wikipedia page that we could argue about the facts and that is an achievement in itself and yeah for me i i really love the kind of mirror that you had with ellie you played a lot with ellie and you learned her style of play and you played a lot with abby and you learned her style of play and they had almost the same disposition but they were just looking 
at the opposite sides that were just you know the other inside and outside of the the same window it's I think that they've just done such a good job that even though I'm never gonna play the game again, that is the best pure game that was released last year. And I mean, you know, angry fanboys aside who wanted Joel to live out the rest of his days, I don't know, you know, like, I mean, I don't understand why people are so angry. Like, why do you in it? Like, not every story has to be Avengers, like, Sometimes the people that you want to live don't. And that's life. That is life. Not every, it's not, you know, the evil guy gets his comeuppance and the, bad, the good guy wins. It's not every story going to be that way. And we need more of that diverse storytelling. And now that I think about it, do they just think Joel just goes running around with zero consequences? Like he killed a doctor. Like, there's exactly. like seven people left in this world full of zombies and you killed the only doctor. Are you mad? Exactly. That's another reason why The Last of Us 2 just deserves this award for me. Everything has a consequence. Every action, there is something that is going to lead to. It's not that Last of Us has stopped and now the, game, the story is just on pause for five years. No, the, people have done stuff People have gotten married, people have had kids, relationships have been formed and broken between both games. And they lean into that heavily. Like, I don't know if you're so much punished as you are rewarded if you're if you didn't play um the first game. You might be I you could argue that you're punished for not playing the first game if you just go straight to number two. But I would argue that you're more rewarded if you played the first one because lots of things make sense. Whereas the part two is a good game to just play by itself. I feel like a lot more context is added when part one is played before it. And you could argue that with other games like Red Dead Redemption. But yeah, I, I think Last of Us 2 is going to be, and when we look back on this decade, it might be one of my top five, maybe of all time. It's just so good. And personally, I'm giving it to The Last of Us 2. So let us know which game you are awarding best game are you giving it to ghost of tsushima are you giving it to the last of us part two it's a tight one but let us know your thoughts you can let us know on twitter and instagram streamcast underscore subscribe to us on youtube for some more gaming content streamcast and follow us on twitch streamcast tv where we stream all types of games from the AAA to the indie darlings and we're gonna give a shout out to our Patreon, Spilt Milk Studios. They are amazing. Please give them a follow on any social media platform you are on to keep up to date with their news. But I think that's it from us. On that note, take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, keep on gaming, and we'll catch you on the next Streamcast.